Good morning, City Lights. It's great to be with you. We are on top of Jebel Jace, which is the highest point in the UAE. And we're starting a series called Lift Your Eyes. And we just wanted to do something a little bit different um, and just kind of come up here and also enjoy the weather. It's, it's a few degrees cooler than in Dubai. And uh, so I've got a short sermon today. It's not going to be very long just because I don't know how much time we have here. And there's a whole bunch of uh, wasps and stuff around. So we've got, we've got limited time while we do this. But if you want to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 121. And I've been going through the Psalm so much and it's just, it's such an incredible Psalm, even in this time of COVID. And one of the reasons why we wanted to come up here is that to, to just show you, A, that there's some amazing places in the UAE and the series we're going to be doing is looking at mountains, deserts, oasis, oasises, oases, and, uh, and just kind of drawing some biblical stories in that, but also with the theme of lift your eyes. So Psalm 121 says this, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over you, both your coming and your going, both now and and forevermore. And I think it's such a encouraging psalm. And obviously we've, we didn't, we drove up this mountain. We didn't hike. That's just crazy. Um, but it's just amazing just to kind of come up this mountain and just see the, the majesty of, of God's nature. And I, I remember a couple of years ago, I used to minister every year in, in a little town in Annecy in, in France, beautiful part of France. But on the way back, always to the airport, we'd go past like the French Alps and drive through the, those Alpine roads. And it was just this incredible view. And you just, you get, you, you get taken back by God's majesty. So I think when you look at mountains, you look at the bigness of who God is. And here the psalmist is going, I look to the mountains. I look up, where does my help come from? It's, uh, I think mountains also changes your perspective. And if I look down, I can see valleys below us. And it's, uh, it's, once you're on top of a mountain, even in life, you, you, you get a perspective of the valley that you've been through. Mountains also, also represent strength. It's a place to conquer. And, uh, obviously Sir, um, Sir Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay were the first to conquer Everest. But, uh, the, the, the amazing thing now is that if you look, there's actually a queue to get to the, to the top of Everest, Everest, not the top of Emirates, the top of Everest. And, uh, it's just, uh, an amazing thing that they conquered at first, but now thousands of people have gone up the mountain. And the theme of mountains is throughout the Bible. And we don't have time to go through all of that. I'm just going to look at just simply Jesus and mountains. Um, the psalmist says, look up. And, uh, and I think when we look up, we look to Jesus. And we started this year, it says it's time to look at Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. And we are looking at Jesus now. So Jesus had a few mountains in his ministry. I can't go through all of them, but the first one is obviously Jesus on, on Calvary. Calvary is a, is a hill in, um, in Jerusalem where Jesus obviously died on the cross for us, took the full weight of the sin of the world upon himself, died in our place. And it's why we Christians, it's why, why we live in the kingdom of God is because what Jesus did. But I was thinking back to the lion and the witch in the wardrobe. Now I've never read the book. I'm not, I wasn't that kind of kid. 
I watched the film and uh, in the film it was there's just this amazing scene where the white witch was obviously representing the devil and all her crazy little demons around her that um, you had Aslan who's basically kind of come willingly to to be put to death with Aslan as Jesus and they're all dancing around and they have this moment where uh, the white witch kind of slits Aslan's throat and uh, he dies on this kind of tablet and they're all celebrating and they're like we finally killed Aslan and then the next scene just cuts to Aslan actually raising, uh, being risen from the dead. And it's such a powerful picture. And I feel like sometimes we, when things look really bad, that's when Jesus brings his resurrection life. And uh, Jesus brought his resurrection life. The, the enemy thought he had won when Jesus died on the cross. But actually Jesus rose on the third day, defeated death. And, uh, and Jesus says this of himself. He it said, when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. And just an incredible hymn. Uh, and I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to speak it to you guys. It says, On the mount of crucifixion, fountains opened deep and wide. Through the floodgates of God's mercy flowed a vast and gracious tide. Grace and love, love that, like mighty rivers poured incessant from above. And heaven's peace and perfect justice kissed the guilty world in love. And those old hymns just picture so rich in theology, just understanding what Jesus did on the cross, that it was this event that literally changed history, that split history in two. The second mountain is when Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman in John 4. And uh, he has this whole discourse with her and he's, they're talking about water. And Jesus says, I'm, I'm the living water. And he speaks about life bubbling out of you. And this woman's not really getting it. And then he prophesies over her. He tells everything of her future. And then if we pick it up in John 4 verse 19. It says, Sir, the woman said, I can see that you're a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, which for the Samaritans was Gerizim. But you Jews claim that the place we must worship is Jerusalem, which is Zion. And then verse 21, it says, Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, a time is coming when you'll worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans uh, worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation comes from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. They are the kind of the worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and His worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. And for me, that just speaks about that um, Christianity is not about a pilgrimage, a place. It's about spirit to spirit with Jesus. It's, it's about worshiping Him with our whole hearts. And I was thinking about in Dubai, we, for those of you who have lived here for a while, even short, we become, in a sense, escape artists. And uh, we escape over summer. We escape the heat. We, the moment there's a long weekend, we're out of here. And I think COVID hasn't afforded us that, that luxury. We've just had to stay in. And I think for many of us, we've had to kind of dig deep, look deep, find satisfaction in Jesus alone. And I love what Augustine says this. He says, you have made, uh, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds rest in you. And then the fourth mountain is the Mount of Olives. And I had the privilege of going there probably about 10, 11 years ago now. And uh, we went up the, the Mount of Olives. We just kind of walked around and we're walking up and it's, there's obviously a lot of religious stuff and there's like big churches and all that kind of thing. But there's this one scene where you're actually in amongst the olive trees that possibly could have been there when Jesus was there. They're, they're, they've said that these olive trees are about 2,000 years old. And I remember looking in there and it looks over Jerusalem. And uh, that is the moment where Jesus had his deepest sorrow. 
And it, it's, it was just before Jesus knew what was going to happen. He said he's about to be betrayed by Judas and he's about to go hang on the cross for our sins. And he's on the Mount of Olives and he's praying and he's praying so much that he sweats blood and he cries out to the Father in Luke 22 verse 42. It says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. See, the Mount of Suffering for Jesus actually became the Mount where He surrendered to God and ultimately found His destiny and purpose. And I just wrote this down, that suffering finds its resolve in surrender. And if we believe God is good, that He works out all things for the good of those who love Him and call to His purpose, we can, we can trust that as we go through moments of suffering, and many of you have been through suffering in the season, through losing jobs, through family members, that if we learn to, to find the, that resolve in suffering and to, and to surrender into God's good hands, only has good plans for us and is working out even our pain for the good of our own lives, we can find destiny and purpose. And obviously Jesus did that. The final mountain that I'm looking on is Jesus on the Mount of Beatitudes. And we had the privilege of going there many years ago on the same trip. And uh, we had a, we had a Bible, the back of the Bible, which had the maps. And then we had our GPS. So we just kind of typed in Galilee and we eventually went to Galilee and we drove around Galilee. And we came to this point where it had a sign that said Mount of Beatitudes. So obviously you can go up to the church, but you have to be all silent. But then there was this clear part where there's this hill uh, and looking down where Jesus could have easily preached to the, the hundreds and thousands of people that were down on the hill. And it's where he preached the, the greatest sermon ever. Uh, it's uh, the Sermon on the Mount and he, and he speaks about the Beatitudes and he speaks about the kingdom rule of God. And if you look, the Old Testament equivalent would have been Moses coming down the mountain with the tablets to the people of God and expressing, okay, this is how the people of God need to live. And Jesus does the same. He, he, in a sense, looks down a mountain and he says, this is what New Testament people of God look like. And I think there's, there's so many key parts of that, of that sermon that just literally changed the world and is continually, continuing to change the world. But I think one of the key things, and I think it's the pinnacle of, of in many ways of that sermon is the Lord's Prayer. Because they, the disciples ask Jesus, how do we pray? And, the, and Jesus gets up and he says this, and we know this together. And I want to pray this uh, not only over our church, over every single person in City Lights, but I want to pray, we're in the highest point of the UAE. And we're going to be praying this over the UAE. We, we want uh, the, 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 the good of this country, the good of the cities that are in this country. We want this place to flourish under God. We want God's rule and reign to take complete uh, rule over, this, over, over the whole of the UAE. So we're at the highest point and I'm looking out over this incredible view. And I'm going to pray the Lord's Prayer together. Jesus says this, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth. And we say, God, in the UAE, in Dubai, in Russell Kama, in Sharjah, in Fujairah, in Abu Dhabi, in Ajman, in Umar Kawain, as it is in heaven, give us today our daily bread. Father, we pray for those in City Lights who or maybe going through a moment of struggling financially, we just pray for just your provision, not only the daily bread of, of physical bread, but God's spiritual bread in our lives. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, we thank you that just for this privilege of, of meeting together, even though it's still online, 
And we pray, Lord God, even over COVID, we just pray, Lord God, that there would be an end to this. We pray, Lord God, even as a church and the churches across the UAE, that we'd be able to meet together, uh, even if it's for a season of social distancing. But Father, we just pray, Lord God, that that would move forward. We pray, Lord God, just for those who've lost jobs and those who are going through tough moments, we just pray your life over them. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that this is a new season. Lord God, it's September now. It's, uh, we've, we're getting out of the summer slump. And we just pray, Lord God, and we declare and I speak life, new things over everyone's life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.